Hey, what's up, guys? This is Marco Alonzo. And this is Adrian Gonzalez. And this is Finance and Coffee. A podcast where we speak to you about money and finances in today's world. And today we want to talk to you about five steps to buying a home. So, Marco, um, I know you you kind of work in the mortgage industry and, and I do as well. But some things that, that we kind of want to get into is maybe for some new or first-time home buyers, kind of like people who may not know how to buy a home or stuff like that. And, um, you know, the, the first step that we have here is getting pre-approved for a mortgage. Um, and, and I want to talk to you about that. So we, we hear these terms pre-approval and pre-qualification a lot. So what is the difference between both? And basically, why should we get pre-approved over pre-qualified for a mortgage? Well, yeah, I mean, oh, to start off, I think I think getting pre-approved for a mortgage is the perfect first step. Um, just because a lot of times people don't know what they can qualify for, 100,000 or 200,000 or a million or whatever. And I think just really knowing the price range and what you're, you know, what you're going to get into as far as a mortgage, it's a good step to to really know where you stand. And it sets kind of like it sets like the expectation from the get. Um, now, as far as like pre-approval and pre-qualification, you know, you can get this at your, you know, local bank or a mortgage broker, things like that. Um, and really, there, there's two there's two things. There's a pre-approval and a pre-qualification. What you want to do is you want to get pre-approved. A pre-qual is kind of like a, you, you tell your broker or your mortgage lender, you know, you know, I work here. This is how much I make. They take a look at your credit and they're like, okay, you look like you qualify. Um, that's, that's a good, I guess, first step or like kind of a, a guideline. But really what you want to do is get pre-approved. It's a little bit more of a hassle because mm-hmm. a pre-approval is a solid... Certi- almost certified letter stating that you're definitely going to get approved for right. X amount of money. Um, um, it requires a little bit more work, more work as far as, you know, you're going to have to submit, you know, your income documentations. It could be tax returns, pay stubs, bank statements, things like that. Um, and on a later podcast, we'll get a little bit more into detail exactly what it's going to be. But that's really the difference between a pre-qualification and a pre-approval. And a, pre- a pre-approval is pretty much verified. Uh, they verified your income, they verified your assets, they verified your credit, and you're pretty much only contingent on the property and the value of the property, which would be an appraisal. Like I said, we'll go over that right. um, in a later podcast. So, really, so that's the difference. What you were kind of saying is like pre-approval is better than pre- pre-qualification for those reasons because they actually vet you out and they verify yep. your income and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, because I've, I mean, I've even dealt with clients in the mortgage industry where they're like, oh, I want a pre-qualification to put an offer in a house. But many people don't know that with a pre-qualification, even if you put in an offer, it's not really a loan. Like, they can't guarantee anything. Yeah. And many people have that, that misconception. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, your pre-approval kind of gives you a good glimpse mm-hmm. of what you look like. So, right. Uh, I'm sorry, what your, you know, financial status is. Um, and it, it's a good predictor. But the thing is, I mean, like I said before, once you're pre-approved, everything's been verified. And in a lot of these pre-approvals, you know, you can go ahead and send all the in- income documentation. Um, over to the underwriter, mm-hmm. and that way they, it's verified. So it'll literally be contingent on the property and not your financial stability. Got you, got you. So when 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 we're speaking about this, basically a pre-approval allows you to know how much you can afford. So um, that kind of jumps us into our next point. Um, start your research early. Yeah. And, and I kind of want to talk about this a little bit. So we've we've dealt with people even in our, our own industry. I know Marco's had a lot of experience in real estate and property management. And one of the things that um, I know he's seen and I've definitely seen is people who don't know what they want. And that, that's kind of tough. It's kind of like whenever you're going out with your girlfriend and they don't know what they want. And you're like, man, you know, like, like what do I get? I don't know yeah. if it's like a burgers or tacos. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like if people don't know what they want, yep. then a realtor or a mortgage professional can't help them. 
So, true. you know, you, you got to know there there's so many things. There's like a single family house. There's a multifamily house. There's condos, townhouses, apartments. And each one of these, of these things require different programs or require different qualifications to get approved for them. So definitely choose some potential houses that you're looking for. Right. I think that, that, that that's good advice. Choose a house that you want. Okay. Choose some areas that you would like and, and you can pitch into this. But and I think I said areas with an S on purpose because maybe you may not find it in a specific area because it's too pricey or maybe it's not a good enough area for you because of schools or your family. But definitely choose multiple areas where you want to live in. Okay. And and kind of think about it that way, because maybe you may not find it in, per se, here, Lake Worth or something. OK. And where uh, where would you say are like some good areas to start doing some research? Maybe like online or so definitely. Or what do you think? Yeah, definitely online. I mean, we live in a world of social media and the internet. I know we always advise clients to look at like Zillow, online at Trulia, you know, and maybe even just driving around sometimes and just looking at local neighborhoods and saying, you know, I like this neighborhood or I don't like this neighborhood, and thinking about it that way. I know Zillow helps out a lot or all these apps online, realtor.com, whatever it may be that helps you just, just to put your foot in the door. You know, this is not something that you should just look at and jump at. Okay. You definitely need help from, from a professional, but this really opens the door for you to set a price that you feel comfortable at, look at a neighborhood that you like and a house that you like. Okay. So that's, that's for sure. Perfect. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's a, I think that's definitely a good idea. Uh, definitely online would be the place you'd want to tackle. Right. Um, just a little, just to let you know, I mean, you know, being, being working in the real estate, working in real estate for a little while, um, everything you see online is not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't depend on it a hundred percent, right? Um, because a lot of it is not accurate as far as pricing. Sometimes you know people can put. Uh, you know what you see on Zillow is really what people post, mm-hmm. and sometimes you know, it's not that they don't do it on. Pur- not that they do it on purpose, but you know sometimes they don't know exactly what they're posting, or they might post things that are in- inaccurate. So. Um, yeah, when you definitely when you're doing your research, you, you definitely want to look online just so you can get a good gist, a good idea. Um, but I definitely wouldn't depend a hundred percent a hundred percent on it, um, which I think is a good a good way to end this uh, second step because it goes right into step number three, which right. is uh, finding the right real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and I think the, the the biggest value that a realtor gives you is exactly that. Uh, like I said, from step two, you're going to do your research, you're going to look online, and you know we don't. I don't think it's a good idea for you to get, you know, fall in love with a property or with pictures that you see online because they might not be as accurate yeah. um, as what you see in person. And a realtor is kind of like a great filter for that because a realtor really, a good realtor will know the area very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll, 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 they have experience as far as like looking at Zillow, looking at Zillow and knowing what's valid, what's not, what's right, what's wrong, what's fake. Right. Um, and also, you know, they have a good understanding of, of the area. A lot of, you know, if you're looking at places with, with associations and things like that, um, you know, a good realtor would know these uh, certain things that, oh no, they're, they're not pet friendly or it's a uh, over 55 community. You know, we live in South Florida where we have a uh, Gulf communities and they have like you know, you might see a beautiful listing for a hundred thousand dollars, but they don't put in there that there's a forty thousand dollar annual fee. Yeah. Things like that, that a realtor would would uh, would know. For sure. And then one thing I want to ask you, because I know you have previous experience in this, if I'm a buyer and I want to use a realtor, how much does it cost me to to afford a realtor? Um, I know this varies by by state. I yeah. think. Um, but I know in Florida, it's it's actually it's free. That's yeah. why I always like to recommend to always try to get a good realtor because right. if you're a buyer it doesn't really cost you anything mm-hmm. might charge you maybe like a transaction fee something like that um but as far as paying for the actual commission uh that's something that the seller does yeah um so that's why i always i always recommend 
uh, get the best realtor you can if you're buying a house because really it won't cost you anything. Yeah, and that's that's crazy to me because you have so much knowledge and so much experience at your expense and not really. I mean, you don't even pay anything, yeah. but and you get it all for free. You know, yeah. people with years of knowledge, they know what's going on and all for free, at least on the buyer side. Yep, absolutely. And another thing I would probably add is that, um, you know, especially if you're a first time home buyer or you haven't, you know, if you're a person that's that's flipped properties 10 years in the game, flipping yeah. properties. Yeah, I could see maybe you might not need a realtor. Right. But if you know, if you don't have that kind of experience or a realtor, I mean, they, they can really save you a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. And um, a lot of headaches. Yeah. And you have to also understand, you know, once you go into contract and like I said, we'll we'll break this you know down later into a later podcast but just to give you a little bit of just you know a realtor really helps you as far as like you know negotiating for a price you know they'll look at properties be like you know what we can they'll tell you straight up you know we might have to offer a little bit more for this yeah. property we might have to ask for less we can have the seller pay for a couple of things mm-hmm. um you know since this property has this and that we might you know there's, there's a lot of negotiation that that realtor provides a lot of value and also there's a lot of contingencies on the contract you have to put money right. down and there's actual time limits of when you have to do certain things or you can lose that deposit mm-hmm. um a realtor has good knowledge of that as for you know a person buying a home really they, they might not know this off to get and right. you don't want to lose a deposit sometimes it could be ten thousand five thousand dollars um so that's where that's where i i always you know tell people yes definitely get a good realtor if you're a buyer i mean that's that's a must so that's that's awesome man and, and that kind of pushes us to number four which is shop for your home and make an offer so this is the fourth step on basically how to buy a home for you for your family for whoever it may be um one of the things that i know we've learned from experience is start looking for homes in your price range which is why our number one point was get pre-approved so if you get pre-approved, you're going to know the exact amount of money that you can use towards purchasing a home. And if you start looking for houses out of your price range, you're not going to be able to afford it. So we always recommend stay in your price range. And whenever you're out with your realtor, you know, looking for houses, um, he or she may show you different houses. So make sure to take notes, take pictures, things that you like, things that you don't like. Because if you're out looking for homes and you're looking at 10 houses in one day or seven, eight you know, houses in a day, it may be a little harder. Your memory may be a little foggy when it comes to remembering all these details. So always take notes, you know, always look in your price range and always try to make your uh, your offers as quickly as possible. I know at least here in the South Florida market, it's a very hot market now and there are a lot of properties moving. So if you like something you see, chances are someone else is going to like it and they're going to want to put in an offer as well. So this is always why, you know, going back to point number three, you want to use a real estate agent. They're going to know when to put in the offer, how quickly and how to do so. So that they'll not only do that, but they'll also help you negotiate a fair price kind of like what Marco was mentioning before. And I think that that's just great. Someone who really helps you and knows what the value of the house is. You know, someone coming as a first-time home buyer or who hasn't been in the market in a while, you may not know what the value of the house is, but they're, they're in this every day. They're working, they're grinding, and they're doing it right. So that's definitely number four. You know, shop for your home and make an offer. And what I wanted to bounce off you was basically our fifth point to see if, if we can kind of hang around here for a little bit. But closing on your house, um, I know this, this may be a little stressful, definitely in the real estate mortgage industry, because we've got to deal with all the stuff for clients. But what are some of the things that kind of go into the closing of a house and maybe some things that, you know, our audience may not know and how, how you can explain some of that stuff to them? Yeah. And, and actually that, that goes into our, like, like you said, that goes into our fifth step, which is right. close on your house and celebrate. Right. And uh, I, I mean, I think people might even think like, well, shop for an offer, shop for a house, make an offer and then close on your house. Like what, what's the difference between mm-hmm. um, and just just some 
general information, you know, once you put an offer, you usually can take anywhere from 15 to 30 to 45 days, mm -hmm. depending on the property, to close on your house. And a lot of times, you know, people think, okay, we put in an offer, they accepted it, that's it. It's just a matter yeah. of 30 days and yeah. paperwork and that's it. And um, it, it kind of is like that, but I would suggest you don't think of it like that because mm -hmm. a lot of people think the stressful part is like looking for the home and putting it off and getting it accepted. Um, and I would argue that it's actually a little bit more stressing once the offer gets accepted yeah. because you're going it, to, in, in, within the purchasing of a home, there's about five different, could be four to five different parties involved in closing that house. That's why it takes 30 days. Yeah. You have an appraisal company, the mortgage company, the real estate company, the title company, mm -hmm. and they're all tackling you and asking you from different things. So, uh, you know, once you put in an offer and it gets accepted, you want to really, that's where you really want to get ready and be available as much as possible. Um, you know, to all these different parties because they're all going to be hitting you from different angles. Yeah. Think about it just like, you know, you're, you're boxing and, and you're about to get hit from five different angles from five different people. So yeah. you want to be as proactive as for, possible. For sure. Yeah, and I, want, and I wanted to make it look like that and I wanted to make it seem like that and I use that analogy of, of fighting because mm -hmm. I think that's what it's going to feel like. I mean, you're just going to be getting hit from so many different angles and you're probably going to get frustrated. They're going to require you to do paperwork yep. and this and sign here and this didn't happen and send us the inspection and, and all these things. So you really want to be alert during this time because that's, that's really where the stressful, or I would argue that the stressful part actually starts. Yeah. And especially if you're a first time home buyer, sure. if, you've, if you've done this for, you know, 10, 15 different properties, you you, you have this packed down. Um, but if you don't, you know, they're, they're going to be asking you for many things. So that's why we like to separate it because I personally believe um, that it's, it's a completely different step. Like it's a different chapter. And like once you're ready, once you got the offer accepted, now it's game time now now and you have to cooperate as much as possible try to cooperate as much as possible because um you don't want things to keep pushing back and um you know you, you want to close on this property as, as soon as possible yeah and then i kind of want to add on to that i mean abraham lincoln once said by failing to prepare you prepare to fail and i think kind of what you were mentioning you know putting some stuff off definitely in this last place is kind of where people want to celebrate oh they accepted my offer you know it's all you know unicorn and rainbows vacation from here yeah Ooh. yeah so I know, I know we've had this experience where people may have put off you know some things they had to do or extend some deadlines but definitely if your realtor or your lender or a title company or a professional tells you to do something within a given time it's because they want to help you you know they, they want to close the house and they want to make sure that you're home by that closing date because if one thing goes off, you know, you can extend that by a couple of days, a couple of weeks, depending on what the issue is. So you always want to get these things, you know, um, attended to and make sure that everyone is on time. So that's that's basically what we wanted to talk about on closing your house and celebrating. Absolutely. Yeah. And just uh, just kind of go give an overview. Uh, so the five steps were the first one was to get pre-approved by a mortgage loan. Yep. Uh, get, I'm sorry, get pre-approved for a mortgage loan. Uh, second one is to start your research early. Yep. Third step is to find a good realtor. Uh, fourth step is to shop for your home and make an offer. And the fifth step is to close on your house and celebrate. Um, and like I said before, we're actually gonna we'll, we'll create a you know a five part a five segment podcast where we'll go in we'll go where where we will go in depth um, on each of these steps and kind of elaborate a little bit more on each one. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, this is, these are just a general guideline, a good way to start off. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is Adrian. And this is Mark Alonso. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And I'll see you guys next time.